You're listening to Karate Kid Minute, the Cobra Kai edition. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And we are here talking about Season 4, Episode 4, Bicephaly, or Bicep Halley. I don't know. What does it mean? <laughs> it, it it means, I was very surprised when I saw this, it's the condition of having two heads. So, oh. <laughs> more Nelson? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I you know... I. I don't know. Having two to... heads or like conjoined yeah. twins? Uh, no, of having two heads. That's never happened. <laughs> conjoined twins is a thing. <laughs> um, I mean, Frankenstein never really happened, but they they made the word Frankenstein. Again, they make words for things that don't actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does sound very scientific, though, as if you as if it's found in a. I didn't look further than Google. Uh, I, I I just kind of like laughed about it. Because I don't know, I'm assuming it's like Miguel having two uh, father figure kind of people in his life. Um, the synopsis is Kreese brings Terry back to Cobra Kai, but his former partner isn't interested in repeating history. And Johnny grows envious of Daniel mentoring Miguel. I hate this. Uh, Written by Cece Harmon. It's her first written by credit, but she's been an executive story editor on Cobra Kai since season one. So, yeah, it might be another one of those. You take this one. You take this one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, This is also directed by Marielle Woods, who directed the last episode. First chapter I call, Are We the Baddies? (laughs) So we have middle schoolers getting a tour of the high school, and that includes Kenny and Leah. Uh, Kenny has a brand new Cobra Kai T-shirt he's sporting, sporting, having no idea any of the implications that might bring. Yeah. Uh, Leah notes that he's got a little jelly or pop tart or something smeared on it, so he goes to the bathroom to clean it up. To clean it up, and runs into uh, Nate and Bert, who immediately start laughing at him. Um, it's just, I don't believe this. I don't believe they would be bullies. I don't know. I don't know. Power corrupts. I guess. I mean, it definitely happened. This is like a this is like a miniature hawk thing going on here. You know, these guys they 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 know their stuff and and they see Cobra Kai and they you know they see red or yeah. they see a young a little guy wearing a Cobra Kai shirt mm-hmm. and are just like, are you serious? They're 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 taking in babies now or whatever. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. And exactly. It's like why I, this is almost to um, enforce the whole the the idea in our own brains, like we're rooting for Kenny. Um, and uh, whereas like we would be rooting for Nate and Bert any other season <laughs> and they're not really uh, I don't know, they're not really bullying. They're just kind of like they're not bullying physically. Um they're being yep. intimidating. They're like, they are, looks like yeah. somebody's lost. <laughs> that's true. Um, that's that's classic. Uh, that's a classic bullying line, too. <laughs> classic bully opener. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Kenny just sees, like, kids picking on him. So he charges, but um, Hawk stops him and and pushes him up against the stall and sees that he's got a shirt. And he says, get out while you still can. They're going down. Um, and then Nate kind of shoulder checks him on the way out and he, 
And I think it's either him or Bert that they say, way to go. I think he's going to cry. <laughs> Which is just, just a bully. That did, did, did you recognize that line? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was in the original Karate Kid. That was uh, Tommy uh, in the uh, locker room before the tournament. Okay. When, after Dutch scares uh, Daniel. There's a couple like, times. I don't know. I don't know if it's in the episodes we're we're covering, but there's at least one other time where the one of the new kids says almost verbatim a line from an old movie. Yeah, and it makes no sense that they would. Well, I mean, it makes sense. The context of the line makes sense. It's just weird that they're saying these lines that other people have said. Right. Uh, and that's just an Easter egg for Karate Kid fans, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyler says he has uh, free tickets to see Bloodsport at the drive-ins, and he invites Robbie and Tori. Uh, Tori depends, how, says, depends on how late I'm working, my boss is a creepo. Uh, dot, dot, dot. We'll find out about that later. Um, Kenny comes in, says he's been bullied once again. One of them had spiky red hair, and they immediately get pissed off. They know it's Hawk. It's a traitor. Um, but Crease uh, kind of stops all this when he comes in, you know, calling the class's attention and introducing them to Sensei Silver. Because uh, uh, Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang are doubling down, so we're doubling down to two senseis. Um, Terry promises uh, to take them to the next level. Um, so, yeah, Kenny, we see later, Kenny's doing a little private session with Robbie, getting a little cocky, saying he knows all the moves, and Robbie sweeps his leg. Um and uh, it says you can learn all the moves, but you have to have balance first. That's what I, that's what I learned at Miyagi-Do. And I also learned this entire scene from uh, the first Karate Kid. Where uh, <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you catch that? <laughs> uh, this is so where, me, uh, you know, when are you going when, when to teach me how to punch? And uh, he starts oh. punching uh, Miyagi in his umpire outfit. Right. And, uh, Miyagi, right. Starts dance, he starts dancing around, and Miyagi yes. Miyagi sweeps the leg. Right. Cool. Um, all you, right. You you fool around too much, or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Terry even said, comes in. He's like chuckling. I, the way he's like hanging in that door frame and, and like leaning down. It's like he, you can't walk through that door with your head up, can you? <laughs> You're way too tall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he says, a man can't stand, he can't fight, uh, which is another kind of callback to, you know, it's funny. It's just almost taking like a Miyagi's lesson of balance and uh, turning it into like a sweep the leg um, kind of lesson for Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you know, hurting someone, uh, someone's knee or something like that. Um Terry then has a little one-on-one with Robbie and challenges him to show him what you got, show him what you, what you got. And, uh, uh, Robbie starts going easy. And then Terry's like, you're afraid to hurt an old man. And they go at it again. And clearly Terry is having fun with Robbie. Robbie is not as good as Terry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want, uh, I want Robbie to be taken under Terry's wing personally. Yeah. I want him to learn all Terry's tricks. <sighs> I think it's going to happen. It's because, yeah, uh, you know, um, this is something that he's going to use uh, later in the episode. The the fact that he's like, you got to face your fear or it's going to hold you back. This is like yeah. the one lesson that Robbie is going to take. But that's going to be a part of the next chapter, which we'll get into 
I called it, I will be your father figure. Uh, <laughs> uh, the dojos are training together. Johnny's distracted by Daniel working with Miguel and he ends up getting kicked in the face by Dimitri. That was a really nice kick by Dimitri's actor. <laughs> Good job, D- uh, Gianni. 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 Is it Gianni or is it just Johnny? I, I've, I heard, I've heard both. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Dimitri gets cushions taped to him, and he gets to be the practice dummy for some front kick, side kicks, and uh, gets, ends up getting kicked in the nards by Chris. Uh, after Johnny invites Miguel over for Manwich Night, which I was just like phrasing. <laughs> but uh, Miguel's like, I got to work on my mom's car with Mr. LaRusso. And Johnny gets a little stung when he overhears Miguel call Daniel sensei. Oof. Ouch. So Johnny and Carmen are in bed. Johnny had some difficulty. Uh, Carmen offers to get him some pills and he's like, I'm a hundred percent all man. Um, so yeah, Johnny talks about how Miguel and Daniel are bonding and talks about how Daniel even showed him top gun, which at first I was like, he's upset that, um, Daniel is showing Miguel eighties movies and that's his duty. But really it's the offense that it's top gun. Like he hates, I don't, I don't think from the sounds of it, Johnny hates top gun. And, uh, because like he says, it should be like, you know, Iceman's the coolest one. And here comes yeah, this new so does guy. he hate Top Gun or does he just hate uh, um, Tom Cruise specifically? No, I think it's he hates Top Gun because he kind of relates to Iceman. The fact that this new guy comes in, calls himself a maverick. Who calls himself a maverick? That was a good line. You can't call yourself a maverick. <laughs> and then uh, he didn't even earn his spot and he got his wingman killed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Johnny loves Iron Eagle. That's yeah. that's his movie. Right. So he can't relate to Top Gun. He he, see, he sees it from Iceman's side and sees some uh, guy who gets all the credit, didn't even earn it. Whereas Iron Eagle is all about, like, fathers and missing fathers and saving your father. And yeah, I like, the, I like that this is his uh, – Top Gun is his, Daniel is the real bully. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh but it, it's just so funny like we know these characters so well it's like of course he likes iron eagle over over top gun that makes so much sense mm-hmm. um so right, carmen says oh this is about miggy we we should tell him about us and johnny's worried about upsetting him but carmen kind of trusts him like you just tell him when you're ready um which is interesting like you tell my son <laughs> When you're ready, but I guess she kind of sees him as a, a father figure in his life, so yeah, give him more trust than just like someone she's dating, you know? Right. Uh, at Larusa Auto, Miguel muses that now he's fixed the car, his mom can go on dates again, and Daniel says that Lucille called it going to lunch with a friend, <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that Lucille actually went on a date with Mister Harris, which, which is which is the guy who like. <laughs> Was talking about all the the native stuff history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That Daniel tried to bait Johnny into uh, having more class with uh, the Cobras. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny to think that Lucille dated that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Daniel closes the hood and says, "It's time now. It's time for the moment of truth." <laughs> Which, like, like I said on Monday, like, but it just keeps coming. Like, they just keep pulling things out. 
Uh, the moment of truth, of course, is a song from uh, the first Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the car starts up. Daniel learns that Miguel doesn't know how to drive, so he tells him it's time to learn. And they start slowly hitting the brakes over and over again, but backing out of the garage. I kind of laughed here because I was like, really? This is your first car le- driving lesson, and you're going to teach him reverse first? <laughs> well, the kid, there was no room to go forward. Yeah, I guess so, but it's like, let me back the car out, and you do do a little loop, a couple loops in the in the in the um, in the parking lot here. That's what I do. Yeah. All right, back with Johnny. He tries to Google how to tell his student that he's banging his mom. Reason porn comes up. A very specific Google search. And so he looks at his beer can, and oh my God, we're gonna find out why Johnny loves Coors Banquet. <laughs> All the answers are coming. All the answers. It's like Jack's tattoo is unlost all over again. Um, but this is a much more satisfying flashback. Uh, you know, also upsetting. Um, Johnny playing with army guys. And he, yeah, yeah, Joe's. Yeah. And he a- actually says, the good guy always wins. Like out loud. <laughs> Just like this is before Johnny uh, was hurt so badly. Um, his mom tells him. Comes home, tells him Sid proposed. He's going to have a new daddy now. Johnny runs to his room. He's got his box full of his dad's things, including a beer can, a Coors Banquet beer can. Um, His mom says that Johnny's father left them, and he's got a new daddy now. And then she takes him. It just made me want to listen to the whitest guys or whitest kids you know get a new daddy song. (laughs) Do you know that one? I don't know that one. (laughs) I'll send it to you. It's funny. So, yeah, um, an interesting flashback there. And, you know, and this is, I think, Johnny thinking about, like, how do I break into this kid that I'm da- dating his mom? <laughs> probably <laughs> probably should say that, not banging. Um, when I was so angry about this person coming in and replacing uh, my father uh, when I was a kid, you know. Back with Miguel and Daniel. Yeah, that does not bode well. Uh like, yeah, how do you think Miguel's going to react? I think Miguel, I think Miguel will like it. I just think Johnny is worried that he's going to screw it up. I don't know. I, I'm. It'll be interesting to, if he does, if Miguel does react badly, it'll be interesting to figure out why. It can't just be like you're da- I'm, you're dating my mom. It's got to be like something on top of that because I just don't think. I don't know. We'll see. I guess maybe this season we'll see. Mm. Um, we're back with Miguel and Daniel uh, who are driving down Ventura and Daniel is singing along with Christopher Cross's sailing, <laughs> which is just a very cozy, easygoing yacht rock song. Um, yacht rock. I've never heard of this genre. Yacht rock, like air supply, like just easygoing, like seventies, like soft rock hits. Uh, um, so he says that, you know, um, there, you know, not, not everything has to be hard rock. There's some soft rock songs that are perfect. And he name checks, uh, Chicago, um, Miguel, uh, floors it through a yellow light. He learned that from Johnny, uh, and Daniel warns him he's going to have to be more cautious if he's driving his daughter. Uh, and then Daniel and Miguel, yeah, they talk about fathers and how, um, uh, Mr. Miyagi filled that role when his father was. You know, his, not away, but his father, he didn't have his father. Um, Miguel mentions that he doesn't know much about his dad, 
his dad got caught up with something illegal and they left him in Ecuador. And now he lives in Mexico. He knows this. His mom doesn't know this. He doesn't know his mom doesn't know that he's been kind of keeping tabs on his dad, I guess, through the internet, I'm assuming. <laughs> so he's coming back, right? I mean <laughs> gotta be. <laughs> gotta be. That's 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 gotta be a setup. Um Daniel says he learned his mom moved them away because they were looking for a better life. Uh, she was looking for a better life for both of them and, uh, and wraps it into a, a Miyagi lesson, which is, you know, sometimes avoiding conflict can be one of the most heroic per- things a person can do. Um, yeah, I, I love, I love Daniel and Miguel bonding. I hate the idea that it's, this is happening while some, while Johnny is getting more and more upset, you know? Yeah. Like, why can't we have both things? Why can't <laughs> they all be happy? I know. I guess there wouldn't be a show. Uh, Johnny, meanwhile, is making his man witch more manly by pouring beef jerky in it. Uh, Robbie drops by, and I like how Johnny's just like, you know, hey, it's okay, come on in, you know. He's not, like, being aggressive, right? He wants to win his son back, you know. Um, but yeah, Robbie's just, like, you know, telling him that his students are bullying Kenny, and... I'm surprised, and- uh, um... Johnny didn't seem more surprised to see Robbie there <laughs> <laughs> at his door. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he, I'm assuming he's just like, I think the only other time he showed up at his place is to with a drunk Sam, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Johnny says, I don't want you to get in more trouble. Robbie reminds him that Miguel is the one that actually started the school fight. And Johnny, like, I hate the fact that Johnny's like, well, I wasn't there. Instead of just believing your son, you know? Yeah. Um, but he goes right into like Crease is brainwashing you. And Robbie says he's just using Cobra Kai and his fear is turning into Johnny. Um, and but I'm better than I'm better than you. And that's when he leaves. And yeah. So Johnny is kind of <laughs> just gets gets kind of like a drive by beating up by his son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention in in our original uh, was it episode one where uh, Kreese told Robbie he's a king? Yeah. And not a pawn? The king's not even the best piece on the board, though. He should have said, I think of you as a queen. And then he should have said, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a that would have been weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Johnny is getting his getting out the meal already and runs out, you know, ex- like a like a happy dog when he sees Miguel. Um Turns out Miguel doesn't need food. Mr. LaRusso brought him to a fancy restaurant. He knew the chef. He got all this fresh fish. Oh, he's so full. Uh, Miguel goes on to tell him all the things Mr. LaRusso had done for him. And then says, like, um, how come you never told me about Chicago? And he even mentions the song Glory of Love. (laughs) By Peter Cetera. (laughs) Peter Cetera is badass, says Miguel. (laughs) Johnny says he's the opposite of badass. (laughs) And then he's like, well, does that mean all like hard rock bands are out the window? And Miguel says, I think they're both cool. And I'm just like, Johnny, <laughs> do you hear what he's saying? <laughs> like you're it just because Miguel is into what Daniel's doing for him and teaching him. It doesn't mean that is he's just completely discounting only what you have to feels in absolutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh Johnny is 
I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if Johnny, Johnny, this is going to cause this going to cause another rift. If Johnny's going to go full dark side and be uh, seduced by Terry Silver, what's going to happen here with this? I uh, pr- I predict they're just going to be three different dojos by the time the tournament comes around, ugh. and I'll be sad. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, and I, I, I think the final thing I have to say about this whole thing is I love how Miguel is so does. I mean, I, I don't want to use the word clueless as a bad thing. It's just kind of like he's not thinking too hard about how this is affecting the adults because he's just a kid. And just what, you know, Mr. LaRusso is the ice guy. Uh, Sensei is a great guy, you know, and, you know, what is there anything to worry? Like, I'm not worrying about upsetting you. It, you know, we'll do Manowich night tomorrow or whatever. Good, he thing, also good thing Sloppy Joes are still good left over. <laughs> That's right. Also, it's like Johnny did all that prep work. And like, are you really going to be upset that, you know, this dinner you're springing upon him is is not going to happen? Uh, yeah. Uh, the next chapter I have is called Part of Your World. Uh, and we see a line of ladies dolling themselves up in front of mirrors. The manager's like, listen, you can take tips, but I want you to be discreet out there. Right, Tammy? And we see it's Tori. So my name's Tori. And, oh, my God, I, like, just about flipped out. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to have Tori stripping on this show? Like, what is going on with this? <laughs> uh, but as it turns out... Um, She's uh, dressed up as a mermaid. She's at an eight-year-old birthday party. And even worse, uh, Amanda and Sam are there. And Sam, is who is did not want to be there, all of a sudden is, like, delighted to be there. <laughs> uh-huh. Although, uh, if if things keep going this way, uh, Tori will end up being forced to strip. That's the only place to take her. <laughs> uh, Tori has these kids sitting around. Amanda, uh, and, uh, sorry, uh, Sam is sitting there, too. And she tells the kids a story about princes and dragons. And Sam keeps uh, interrupting and just harassing her. Sam, you're supposed to be the good guy. Ugh, can't stand Sam. I thought she was going to turn around this season, like, with her early, earlier scenes. But no, she's still same old Sam. I don't know. Again, it's like you're the the writers don't want you just to completely hate somebody like they constantly like they will make you hate somebody. And then they will like, oh, actually, you're rooting for that person. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, and this is the part where they're trying to get us to feel bad for Tori and and things that she's done, uh, you know, should be forgiven and and we're seeing things from her point of view and seeing Sam as this, you know, evil witch. <laughs> and, you know, the next thing you know, they're going to be like showing Sam as a, a you know, protagonist and Tori is going to do something mean, you know, I don't know. They constantly play with our emotions and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Tori then tells the kids about this evil witch who can only be destroyed with a glitter bomb. And they, they, she points Sam out, and the kids attack her with glitter, which... Uh, Die, I think witch. Yeah. Die, evil witch. And, that good, uh, yeah. That was a good, that was a good uh, runabout way of getting revenge. I know, but you know, it's, it's so sad that, you know, it looks like she just quit that job, too. Like, And yeah. there wasn't any sort of, like... Oh, and it was extra uncalled for when... Uh, when uh, Sam made fun of her singing, when somebody sings, that's like, you know, the yeah. most the most vulnerable thing they can do. And then to make fun of her. And she wasn't even bad. 
I know. And they brought and, and just to kind of bring the rivalry out in front of these kids who just want to have a nice birthday party of this pretty mermaid, you know. Uh, so Amanda sees all this um, and uh, does not discipline oh, her daughter. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. There's also Miguel showing up and Sam takes the opportunity to kiss Miguel in front of Tori. And that that's when Tori like storms out and dumps her costume. And yeah, Amanda apologizes for Sam and then says you can't fault her for having issues after what you did. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's like I was worried that Amanda was going to be fully trying to help Tori and feeling bad for her. But I think Amanda also like feels for her daughter and knows the, the bad stuff that uh, Tori did almost like the same way that Daniel uh, spoke to Hawk. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> But yeah, again, adults and children, adults talking to children, they, they, they should, you know, try to res- have, show some restraint. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Amanda was a little bit more soft spoken, than at, at least at this part, than uh, Daniel was with Hawk. When she <laughs> confronted her in the restaurant, she wasn't as uh, <laughs> wasn't as good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm curious to see how this relationship evolves. I doubt this is yeah. the last scene we'll see together with them. I know. And, you know, she's even saying, like, you know, um, I will help you, you know. Um, and she's like, I don't want your help. And is there anybody in your family who can help? No one I trust. Um, and then Amanda's saying, like, no one can help your help her unless unless you ask. And you might be surprised, you know, who might help you. So I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, OK, the last last chapter I have here is I called Stranded at the Drive-Ins. Um, so at the drive-ins, they're watching Bloodsport. Very, I'm, I'm this very just excited. makes me. This just makes me be like, please have JVCD in this in this show at some point. <laughs> yes. Uh, it'd be awesome if he like did a mall appearance and they had to. It was like actual John Claude Van Damme talking to like Daniel Larusso and uh, Johnny yeah. Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kenny shows up. Uh, with some snacks for some kids and then Kyler makes this huge list of snacks that he wants and uh, uh, Robbie pulls him aside and says it's just hazing and get me some Butterfingers kind of makes him feel better about it because Kyler is a bit of a, a tool um, Kenny walks back over with a armload of, full, of food uh, stacked high uh, he stops when he sees Nate and Bert and then he backs away and he goes backs right into Hawk and drops everything and hawk kind of like is like watch what you watch where you're going but he also kind of like steps into the food so it's not as uh innocent you know uh-huh i don't know it's it, it, it's it, i mean I, I don't know this is hawk. it will take him a while to get rid of those bully tendencies i i don't <laughs> i don't mind that from hawk but Bert right. and nate i don't understand it <laughs> right uh well, they they got their uh, they got their. I mean, I know Nate didn't Nate like uh, pick on uh, what's her face for getting a wedgie, a front wedgie or something like that. <laughs> Maybe I can't remember. <laughs> uh, speaking of, where's 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 she at? Yeah, yeah. Um, more uh, more. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> where's Moon? Where's Moon too? Where's where yeah. are they? More of them. More of them. Too many people. Um, There's so many characters. <laughs> so many. I don't know how all, they. Huh? They're all, they're all here in this scene as uh, Robbie <laughs> walks over, 
Nate calls him a, calls him a traitor, and then Tori comes over and calls Hawk a traitor, and then Sam comes over and calls Tori a princess, and Miguel then joins. It's like everybody's there, and then he says, "Meet meet me at the ba- meet us at the baseball diamond in fifteen minutes." So they go to the the Cobras go to the baseball diamond, um, and all of a sudden the lights go out and the sprinklers turn on, and in a car nearby, Miguel, Hawk, and Dimitri and Sam have a big laugh. Uh, so Kreese finds out about this, tells Terry they have to strike back. Terry says, no, we, I came back to turn these kids into winners. They're going to learn from their mistakes. Um, and because Kreese lost everything, uh, because of the rivalry with Miyagi and Kreese talks about how his students were attacked and his champion, Johnny Lawrence, his confidence was shattered. And he wasn't going to let that old man get away with that. And again, it's just another one of those, like, from a certain point of view <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Miyagi uh, was the real bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Terry says, they're the old man, old men now. And Cobra Kai was never about revenge. It's about building strength by taking your fears and turning them into a weapon. Um, and Kreese asks if they're going to just do nothing. And Terry says, I didn't say that. <laughs> so uh, we go back to Miyagi-Do, Miyagi-Eagle-Fang-Do. Um, Johnny gets upset when he learns that Miguel picked a fight and didn't show up and then doused his enemy with a hose. And they're like, <laughs> Dimitri's like sprinklers. And like Somebody is triggered. <laughs> Somebody yep. is having a little flashback. Um. But Johnny is like talking about like, you know, what do you think is going to happen now that you did that? You know, like you just provoked them. But then Daniel steps out and he's like, good job, Miguel. (laughs) Showed restraint. You didn't get into a fight. Uh, I hate everything about this. And then Johnny gets mad. He's like, we're going to have to have a talk. But they get interrupted um, suddenly in slow motion with flashbacks flying all around Daniel's head. John Kreese and Terry Silver walk into the backyard and uh, Terry says, gentlemen, it seems we have a few things to discuss, which okay. should be the way I should open every one of these uh, uh, podcasts. Yeah. Gentle man, it seems you got to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, gosh, what's going to happen? Uh, I know, but only up till that episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I have no idea. I think at the uh, end of the next episode, you're really going to enjoy Oh boy, oh, I might. Have I think it's. I think it's something oh. you. I think it's something you've been waiting for for a long time. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. I might have to watch that tonight. Um. Yeah, I am excited. Uh, you know, Chris showed up one time, uh, by himself with Daniel there, and but now it's like. Full on. I mean, he didn't. They didn't, of course, bring. I don't. I don't think the Cobra Kai dojo is with them. <laughs> it's going to be this all out, all out brawl or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. I. I mean, they already made a bet. Chris already made a bet about the All Valley. But now, I just wonder what Terry Silver has up his sleeve. What mm-hmm. What is he thinking? And how How does his thinking differ from Chris's? Yeah. Right. Hmm. We'll find out. Uh, next time on Cobra Kai, we're going to talk about that on Monday when we come back. Uh, the episode is going to be called Match Point. And it's actually, I'm excited because 
uh, not only because of what you just said, but because it's written by a friend of the show, Bob Dearden. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping we can get him back to talk. You know, he might be busy, uh, but maybe at the end of the season, we'll have another uh, long chat with him about this season. Um, I haven't even emailed him, so I have no idea. <laughs> but um, awesome. So we'll come back on Monday and talk about that. Uh, folks, listeners, send your feedback to KarateKidMinute at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on social media. Just search for Karate Kid Minute. You'll find us. Um, and uh, until next time. So you sure you're okay? Oh, yeah. No, they're starting to turn back to the normal color. Okay.